0: Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS.
1: You know, you wake up every morning and you decide to yourself, am I going to read the news and I'm going to read what's going on and upset myself for the day? Or am I going to ignore it and maybe be one of those people with blinders on? What is it that you're supposed to be doing at this time, in this way that the country is today? And how can you find a, a sense of personal peace and happiness when all around you there's things going on that are making people very upset and even making people suffer in some ways? So that's what we're here to talk about today. And my guest is Dr. Shelly Uram. She's a Harvard-trained, triple-board-certified psychiatrist and a distinguished fellow of the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry. Welcome to the show, Dr. Uram. So every day I get up and I do that. I say, okay, I can look at Facebook and see what my friends are up to, or I can look at the news and upset myself on a daily basis. What's going on in our psyches today that's making it so that we're all so uneasy and anxious all the time?
0: Yeah, that's a good question, Melanie. So you know, basically, the way I see it is that what's going on in the world right now, you know, in case you haven't noticed, it's truly becoming more and more insane every day. Okay. So, all of us, almost all of us, are wired from a very young age to take our cues from outside of ourselves, from our families, our culture, the news, the internet. And the fact of the matter is, we can't do that a whole lot longer. Without, without really suffering. So the what, what the, if people really want to feel peace and happiness on a sustained basis, they really need to turn their attention somewhere else because we can no longer take all of our guidance from outside of us. Or, like I said, it, life is going to become very rough every day because it's insanity out there with, you know, uh, you know, what's going on politically, with threatened wars, economic stuff, all this stuff. So, um, like I said a moment ago, most of us have been raised to look at keeping people outside of us happy, you know, our families, our teachers, whatever. So from a young age, we are, the spotlight of our attention has gone outside of ourselves. And that's how we grew up. And that's what we do now. And we try to be good people and fit in and do what we're supposed to do. Now, until we turn the spotlight of our attention back inside, which is where it was when we started our lives, and we start taking our cues from our deepest self, until we do that, we're going to be suffering more and more because the world is getting crazier and crazier. So, on the one hand, it seems like a bad thing because it's really uncomfortable. But on the other hand, it's it, the, the silver lining is that uh, this is a wonderful way to progress as human beings as to get back in tune again with what I call our essential self or our soul. You are our, the deepest part of who we really are, the most authentic person that we are, that we were born with, that we've long forgotten about, but it's still right sitting there. It's still sitting there. And, and the sooner we do that, you know, connect back to who we really are and align our daily lives with that, the better we feel, even if the outside world is falling apart.
1: Hmm. Such an interesting way to look at it. So we absolutely do have to align ourselves. And and there are things we hear about, Dr. Uram, like gratitude, that that can help you deal with some of the things going on. Certainly I'm an exercise physiologist, so I always recommend, you know, exercise and healthy eating and along those kinds of lines to help us. Good nap never hurts. (laughs) But so now, because people are increasingly turning to, you know, vices, Mm because that relaxes you a little bit. Nice glass of wine at night becomes a nice four glasses of wine at night. Mm -hmm. So if we're trying to reclaim that that self, that sense of peace that we might have had when we were children, what are some techniques? Is it meditation? Is it counseling? Is it what are the ways to do that?
0: It's a good question, you and have, you have all these great questions. So it could be any of those, it could be none of those, it could be all of those. It all depends on the person. So what I do in my book, Essential Living, is in the first chapter, go through a very easy, um, a couple of easy exercises. Well, actually, they're easy to write out, but they really do take some real deep self-reflection to get really clear about, you know, get back in touch with who you really are. And then in, in the uh, second half of the book, I break it down, like, what can each person do that would, that would probably help them reattune to their essential self? Um, so it depends on the person. So uh, for most people, it's hard to attune to your essential self to you quiet down the survival parts of our brain. Because the survival part, the fight, flight, freeze, very ancient part of our brain, which are the, uh, the brainstem and the limbic brain, in most people in our country, in our world nowadays, it's, it's on fire. It's like way, way too active. You know, it wasn't wired to be in a culture like ours where we're getting this constant input from television, internet, of, you know, all the horrible things that are going on on the planet every day. So most of our brains are in overdrive as far as fight, flight, or freeze. So first, for most people, but not all people, is to to ease that, quiet it down a bit. Um, Not shut it off, because you don't want to shut it off, because you really do want that part of the brain working, but to actually quiet it down so it's reacting more normally instead of overdrive. Once that happens, when the survival brain areas get quieted a bit, then you can start tuning into the essential self. So then the practices that you mentioned, like, You know meditation. You know there's all I have lists of things in the book. Uh, Those things uh, can then be much more helpful. So so generally, you want to quiet down those parts that keep our brain on overdrive. You know, and then you can start attuning to that part. You know, to the essential self. And then once you start attuning to it again, which is it feels once you once you reconnect with it, it feels like the most natural thing there is. Then there's things in their ideas for how to align your lives with that more and more. So uh, yeah, so so for to for you say like for example, when you said meditation, I mean that's a great a great way to reattune with the essential self. But for many many people, when the, when the survival brain areas are what I refer to as on fire, like when they're stuck in too much fight, flight, or freeze, most people can't sit still enough to. To do meditation, even though it would ultimately be great for them, they just can't do it yet. I remember when I first learned to meditate years ago, I'm not exaggerating, I couldn't sit still for more than about thirty seconds.
1: Yeah, I'm and not again, great I, at it either. I, but yeah, I mean, I when I do when I do now, I, I pretty much fall asleep. So that's my yeah. problem. Is I I, yeah. I go to meditate and I'm in a conscious state, but then all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's I'm on. snoring it's away. Common. Yeah, that's, that's
0: so, very common. That's very common. And what that's telling us is that well, I don't know you personally, but in general, that would mean your brain needs to be calmed down. So, so just for example, another way. To get to the same part of the brain to help you if you can't sit and meditate, again, which most people can't do yet, yoga. I don't mean hot yoga or yoga hanging from a helicopter, because that all gets that survival brain going again. Regular yoga, okay, that is a way to calm down the same part of the brain that um, you don't have to sit. And, and later when the brain's calmer, then you can sit and meditate, and most people can't do it right away.
1: Yeah. So definitely. And and certainly, like we said, exercise and massage and any of these other kinds of strength, you know, kinds of things that you can do to find that sense of peace. And what about counseling, talking some of this stuff out? Does that help? I mean, you're a psychiatrist. Are you seeing in your practice that people are coming to you with, you know, like post-traumatic stress disorder kinds of feelings through all of this?
0: And let me backtrack just a second. Um, a second. You you had mentioned a moment ago massage. So this is again why it has to be individualized. There's a lot of people that have experienced physical abuse, sexual abuse, et cetera, when they were kids, and massage may not be good for them at the beginning. That may activate them more than calm them down. So it's got to be individualized. So so what for each person, what is it's it going to calm them down enough? to go ahead and tune into that to that part of cells. And as far as counseling, oh, this is, it's, it's running rampant now. Um, it's, you know, people are really stressed by what's going on in the world. Uh, you know, most people are on a steady diet of internet and, and television, which I, I recommend to most people, stop that, limit your intake of that, because the human brain, the ancient survival areas, there is no sense of time. The human sense of time didn't evolve until our prefrontal cortex evolved. And that happened millions of years after our survival brain areas were well-established. So the fight, flight, freeze, the stuff that keeps us in overdrive, it doesn't have a sense of time. And it doesn't have a sense of that this internet thing about such and such happening across the planet. Our brain doesn't know it's across the planet. Our brain thinks it's right here, right now. So I I, I strongly recommend limiting, like for myself, I read two news magazines a week. I read Time and The Week to get my news. And otherwise, unless something's really going on that I need to follow closely, uh, like the weather or something, um, uh, I just don't don't allow that into my brain because it throws me off.
1: And yeah, I so I'm we- trying to do something like that and, and, and limit some of my things. And as far as TV, you know, watching things that... Kind of have nothing to do with any of that sort of thing. You know, you can watch Downton Abbey or Grey's Anatomy or The Crown or any of these kinds of things that really don't mess with your brain and make you feel that stress. Whereas if you watch things, even certain shows like Madam Secretary or any of those, they're kind of hitting on, you know, current events anyway. So it can, you know, so you're not getting away from the news by watching some of those because you go, yeah, you know what, that's happening now here or whatever. That's right.
0: And they're all, and I might add, these shows are really addictive. So like, you know, like Downton Abbey, I got addicted to after just one episode. I was like fully addicted.
1: Yeah, but that didn't hurt our brains, right? That didn't make you feel it. Yeah,
0: right. That's right. Madam Secretary, you're absolutely right. It's so closely aligned with what's going on in the world. So I also limit my diet of that um, uh, because, you know, my focus is on reconnecting with who I am at my most, the most freeing thing I can do is connect with my essential self, because the basic quality of our soul or our essence, you know, our peace, love, a sense of connectedness, a sense of freedom, you know, looking for truth, that's the part I want to lead my life from, rather than the survival part of my brain that automatically happens when I stay attuned to everything out there instead of inside.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, tell us about your book in just our last minute here, Dr. Uraman, and and explain just a little bit where people can find it, where they can find out more about you, and, you know, pretty much why you wrote the book.
0: Yeah, I I basically wrote the book because this is stuff that I have been looking at since I was a teenager, actually. And and I finally got enough clarity and depth that I finally forced myself to write it. And, um, you know, uh, it was published a few months ago. so and people can get it wherever you normally get books. Like, I get most of my books from Amazon. I don't sell it on my website because uh, I'm just not, you know, I've never had the time. I've not really technically developed my website. But anywhere you get books, you can go ahead and get this. Um, and what else did you ask me about? Uh, oh, anything else about the book that I wanted yeah,
1: to Yeah, where say? can people find your book?
0: Oh, yeah, and, and any place you would normally get a book, like, you know, Amazon or wherever, wherever you would normally get it.
1: Okay, and, uh, so and, and
0: basically, just the, the last thing I want to say is that you know it's so easy to get pulled in that the, it, the magnetic force is so strong, and I don't mean literally magnetic force. That our attention is so drawn to all of this drama, horrible drama that's going on around the world that if you don't make a concerted effort to flip the spotlight of your attention back inside, you will keep being owned by everything that's going on out there, and, and then you suffer. So you got to take the bull by the horns, and it's an individual decision. There's nothing in our culture that's saying, oh, look within. This is an inside job. you got to do it yourself because no one else is going to tell you to do it. But the payoff is huge. The positive payoff is huge. And so hopefully my book explains and gives enough direction and guidance to help with that process.
1: Yeah, it's such great information, especially in this time of of anxiety and stress and insecurity and being unsure about everything. So Dr. Uram has great advice for you, and the book is called Essential Living, and you can find it anywhere books are sold. And, you know, it's really great advice about, about looking inside ourselves and reconnecting with ourselves and trying some of these things, exercise, massage, meditation, you know, trying to tune out a little bit from some of the news of the day. It really does work. And if you take a little bit of a break from it, I'm telling you, from personal experience, it definitely makes you feel better. And remember, you can listen on iTunes, rate and review. That way like-minded people can get involved in all of these great, great shows that we're doing here on Radio MD. Of course, you can listen on iHeart, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, but we'd prefer you listen on RadioMD.com. Share these shows with your friends Have a great day and stay well.